Thank you for joining us on the Overcoming Monday podcast, where we provide you little secrets for your big breakthrough. This podcast is designed to enhance your emotional and spiritual health. Our mission is to help you understand yourself, the people you love, and the world around you so that you can win where it matters most. In each episode, we'll hear from writer, speaker, mom, and pastor's wife, Shari King, as she invites you into conversations about the issues that matter most to you. Now, let's get started. Hello, Overcoming Monday listeners. Today on the podcast, I have a special episode that we recorded not too long ago with our friends Nick and Chelsea Hurst. We talked about the subject of creativity. So if you are a person who wants to write a book or loves to write songs or just wants to develop that creative side to your personality and in your life, this is a great podcast for you because we talk about how to make space in your life for the creative. So take a listen. All right. So we're here on the podcast today with some awesome, amazing friends of ours who you can obviously uh, tell who they are from the intro of this. And today we just wanted to talk about uh, fostering a creative mindset and mm-hmm. how we can spark creativity. So welcome to the podcast. Thank Yay. you. This is fun. Yeah. This is a new experience. We've never done a podcast with all four of us together in the room. Yeah. The last time oh, the yeah. four of us were together, it was your wedding. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other podcast that I did with Chelsea, Nick was watching. Mm-hmm. He was and just then kind of like popped in, <laughs> popped in at the end for some... Um, awesome advice. Yeah. I love this subject. I mean, all four of us, we were talking about it before we, we hit record. All four of us are creatives. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's uh, you as a painter, Shari, as an artist, whether Chelsea, it's your books and your entrepreneurial mindset. Mm-hmm. Nick, you're, you create sermons. Um, yeah, th- this is just a really good conversation, I feel like, for where we are right now culturally. So I, man, I, let's go. Let's, let's talk do about it. it. Yeah. Let's get right into it. So one question that I had for you guys, I mean, you guys have been in ministry together for 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, maybe not together, but accumulated um, in your time in ministry and then your time in ministry well over 30 years. Uh, so tell us about like over over the span of your life, how it's been maybe difficult um, or easy sometimes with being creative. Like, are you are you guys naturally creative um, intuitively, like when you were young or like, is that something that just came out of you or is that a muscle that you guys had to work as you grew and as you aged and as you matured, uh, in life? Tell us a little bit about that. I never thought of myself as creative at all until I got to college and started taking personality tests mm-hmm. because I thought a creative person was someone who painted or did sc- oh, yeah. like sculpted. <laughs> I never thought of a storyteller as being a creative person, but I've been a storyteller since I was old enough to talk. Yeah, I remember. So when we first met, one of the first gifts that he gave me was a cassette tape because during that time, cars still had cassette players in them. So Clayton gave me a cassette tape of stories that his he recorded when he was little. So literally his grandma would get tired of hearing him because he was so loud. And she'd say, why don't you go in the back room and close uh, the door. just close the door. Here's a, here's a, a, a tape, tape player. player. You need to record <laughs> some stories. And in the, in the stories that he recorded, you can hear him saying, Grandma, is that enough? Is that good? Is that story good? And she's like, no, <laughs> tell some more. And so he would just sit back there for, I guess, hours, hours and, and tell stories t- about stories. superheroes cool. and the it's woman fun. at the grocery store who kills who's a bee, who kills bees when they hurt you like what? all of these crazy stories 
I, I, Astronauts hey, up in space. They, they are Martians, Martians that can never get away. <laughs> they are gonna get the ray gun. They have got a robot made. Who so, is gonna kill them monsters? That is the only thing I know. Sorry. So when are we? Uh, when are we dropping Ooh, an album? I, right. It, it sell a million copies. Man. It's so funny. So I, think, I, I, I think I was creative as a kid, yeah. but I didn't. I didn't know what to do with that. Other than nobody actually put a name on it. Nobody ever told mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I, even though I've always told stories, but you, I, I've had to learn how to foster that. And I think, Shari, for you, you've you've always loved art and symmetry and beauty. And uh, it wasn't until I guess you actually started putting a, a brush to a, a canvas that you started really. Yeah, my gram. I loved um, just coloring. You could mm-hmm. give me a coloring book and some crayons, and I would be entertained. So my mom loved that about me. My brother was the complete opposite. He's like bouncing off the walls. So she didn't know what to do with him. That when, was me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and then when I would go, I remember in college, I loved to go visit my grandma because uh, I would take art projects with me. And at night when we weren't at the beach, I would just sit there on the floor and do some form of art. Um, so I, I love it. I don't have as much time to do it as I would like, but I'm trying to make a difference in that, um, in my lifestyle, possibly, even though I'm in seminary, pretty much I'm crowding my life, but wishing (laughs) I had more time for painting. My mom told me the same thing when I was younger that I used to just do crafts all the time, like put it all out on the floor. And my, my sister was more into Barbies and my brother was into, you know, typical boy stuff. But I, I was just like always wanting to paint and like do finger art and stuff. Mm-hmm. They even bought us, I think the like uh, wall paint for the bathtub mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would stay in there for hours. <laughs> but I think there are a lot of sides of creativity too. Cause like you're just sharing Clayton with storytelling and Shari's more like artistically creative. I think that, you know, we typically can get caught up in a mindset of, you know, creativity has to be this way because this is this is what I've seen in the past. But I think we can all create our own version of what that is, and and I think that's what gives a unique spin to what we have to give to the world. Mm-hmm. And recently, um, I have been feeling like a little bit of burnout with creativity because I I've been on YouTube and doing all these like video things and different avenues of creativity, essentially for, for almost a decade. Well more seven eight years and so i've been kind of like which is almost a decade yeah (laughs) that's a lot of years (laughs) if you're rounding up so yeah i think that would be helpful to talk about for some people because Mm. i feel like a lot of jobs require people to think outside the box yeah just constantly yeah Yeah. and i think that would be helpful for us to say like how do we create um, or foster a creative mindset when you're in kind of like a burnout mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. My, so I've, I'm about to finish my 17th book. It's due um, three Oof. weeks from this recording. Jeez. And um, people ask me a lot, how do you put out so much content? So I think where we get burned out in the creative process, whether you're an artist, whether you're a painter, whether you are a musician uh, or you're a writer or you're a speaker, or in my case, a pastor or a preacher, is we don't get burned um, creative block as much as we get creative emptiness. Mm-hmm. So when I'm writing and I feel like I hit writer's block, I will tell myself I'm not blocked. I'm empty. So yeah. what we end up doing, at least for me as a writer, sometimes I have found myself sitting at the laptop trying to figure out something to say, but I'm never going to get the inspiration 
in that moment, in that space to right. say something. So what I need to do is <laughs> I need to close the laptop. I need to go to the gym. I need to go to, to Target and run some errands. I need to go to the bank and make a deposit. You said Target. That's like I've yeah. heard typically the white girl store. Well, I'm. You're a boy. I am. A, I am a boy. I don't know where kidding. that came I'm from. Kidding. It is I'm true. Kidding. To be fair, I love Target. <laughs> yeah. If I can go to Target, I will. Anyway, go to Target. So, so I think fostering that creativity instead of you know when you feel like you're getting burned out, maybe it's not burnout as much as it is emptiness. Because mm-hmm. Chelsea, I think about you and how much you've done over the last seven or eight years. Shari, you being a mom, you homeschooled our kids. You've written three books yourself. You speak at Crossroads. You travel. You speak. Um, it's not so much that we're burned out as much as it is that maybe we're tapped out. So it's kind of a, I think that word burnout or that phrase is the exact same thing. I think it's the exact same thing um, of we're, we're empty on the inside. And so what we need to do is push away for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'll find myself getting inspired or having thoughts in my truck. I'm driving to the gym. I'm driving home from the gym and I'll have a thought that will spur off this train of thoughts that really kind of fills me up with what I need to say. So then I'll go back to the laptop a little bit later and I'll write something or I'll get back out my notepad and begin to take notes as I'm working on my sermon. So that's one of the ways I think that we can avoid burnout is just sometimes push away from the thing that you're, if you're just staring at a blank canvas or you're staring at the screen, trying to figure out what your next YouTube video is going to be about, or your next podcast is going to be about Mm -hmm. change scenery, get get a different geography. Yeah. So I mean, you went right into it. Um, I was about to to ask you guys, like, did you ever have to change your atmosphere when you were, especially in your younger days of being creative, maybe when you were early in your marriage or maybe even when you were still single and trying to, you know, be creative or think of something new or find something fresh or, you know, say old words in a new way. Um, did you guys have to like literally change where you were or go out somewhere or listen to a different song or, or anything like that to, to, you know, fuel that imagination and fuel that creativity? Hey guys, we wanted to take a quick break to talk about an exciting event we have coming up so soon, Crossroads Marriage Conference. You guys, it's coming up so soon and we cannot wait to see you there. It's going to be November 1st and 2nd, 2019 in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina, one of my personal favorite cities. And this is for all married or engaged couples, no matter how long you've been married or what marriage has even looked like for you in the past. Clayton and Shari and some of our other friends are going to be giving us tools and wisdom that will help our marriages become what God intended them to be, a testament to the world of his unconditional love for us. So grab a romantic Airbnb, make some good dinner reservations, and go to crossroadsmarriageconference.com to find out more and to register you and your spouse for this really special weekend. We hope to see you there. Now, back to the show. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, I love worship music. But sometimes mm-hmm. when you hear the same worship song like just, over and over uh, and over again, it ends up just being a song and the meaning kind of loses it for you because right. it just becomes a pattern mm-hmm. that you get into, you know, the tune, you know, the words, you know, all the things. And so you almost have to work for it to mean something. And that's mm-hmm. sad. But if you take a break from it for a while and then bring it back in, you're like, oh, gosh, I remember when I used to sing the song and it meant so much. And then that can come back and revisit you as a feeling. And so I think the same thing can happen in life. You just get into a pattern. And um, I think for me, it's hard. I struggle with just doing a routine or um, message, like just coming up with a message with like five points. I want to bring something creative into it. And it's hard sometimes to find that creativity. I have found that if I'm thinking about a message that I'm doing or trying to find an illustration, 
if I sit down with someone else and start telling them what the message is, just talking about it sometimes brings out a memory of a story or um, an illustration that I didn't even think, I couldn't think of on my own sitting in my couch, on my couch in my house. Like just bringing it verbally out to another person, somehow like the triggers in my mind start igniting new memories or things that they didn't know about me or things that I didn't think about sharing when I was sitting by myself. Mm -hmm. So I think conversation, honestly, or sharing your heart with someone else can bring out the creativity in a way that you aren't going to get alone staring at a computer screen or sitting on a couch. Now, I'm not saying I haven't ever had great ideas, but sometimes your great ideas on the couch aren't even good fleshed out. So you can test that mm-hmm. when you go in front of someone else. And you, I've, I've done that with Clayton. You I'm do like, it with me all the does time. Does this illustration work? But then when I start telling him the illustration, if I see the glazed over look in his eyes, I'm like, yeah, that's not translating. I need a new one, you know? And I will say, Shari, you are great at that. Like you run your sermons, your messages, your your devotions. Anytime you're going to speak anywhere, mm-hmm. you run that by me. And it's not because, you know, you think I'm an expert. It's that you want someone else's perspective. Mm-hmm. Because things as a creative, things sometimes will feel a certain way in our head. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's okay to, to paint just for you. It's okay to sing just for you. It's okay to write a song just for you. But honestly, the world needs the creative gift that God put in all of us, in the mm-hmm. four of us sitting around this podcast right now. Yeah. And so if the world needs the gift that God has invested in us, then we want to make that gift as good, as excellent, as sharp as we can. And the way we sharpen it, Proverbs 27, 17, as, as, as uh, iron sharpens iron, so mm-hmm. one man sharpens mm-hmm. a friend. And I think that that collaboration is key to creativity. And I'm living in that right now because three years I became three years ago I became a pastor. Mm-hmm. And we are one of the only churches I'm aware of that has a true teaching team and a te- and a team approach to ministry. So every single Tuesday I'm in a meeting from 9 a.m. to 1 or 1.30 p.m. with several guys and we are planning sermons and we're talking about illustrations and we're talking about passages of scripture. So by the time I stand up to preach there have literally been 10, 12 hours Mm -hmm. of prep. So that creative process is a collaboration with other people. And there are lots of ways to collaborate, whether it's sitting at a table with someone and talking about your message, or whether it's writing a song and playing the melody. And and you play guitar, uh, but your friend plays piano and they start to hammer out the melody and the harmony on the piano. Or uh, you're painting um, and you want to show someone, collaboration just means that you bring other people into the process. Mm -hmm, Whatever your form of art is, Mm -hmm. it almost always makes it better. I bet that's so good too, especially because like when you're on your own and you're trying to be creative and do something, like it can just completely drain you from top to bottom to give everything that you have into this. But it may only take a little bit out of you when you're doing it with friends and with other people and with peers. And then there's also more voices coming at it. And there's a there's a wisdom and a multitude of counsel. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's I think that's really, really cool. I, I honestly I didn't think of that before. So it's running sermons and, and other creative things, like even video concepts by the other people. The vulnerability of that though is scary. Oh yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So even like with my paintings, I remember uh, I was doing a um, auditing a class with the art teacher and she said, Come in here and you don't even have to do what the class is doing, but you can paint and I can help like critique and I'm like I heard the word critique and I'm like ooh no <laughs> but um she she makes me better she can make me better if I will let her tell me what quote 
is wrong in her eyes. So like everyone has their different interpretation when they look at something. Um, but I think that when, so there are some paintings I've redone because she didn't necessarily say they weren't great, but mm -hmm. I could tell by her face that it could be better. Yeah. It pushed you to make a better painting. Yes. That's so funny that you brought that up yesterday, all day from 9 a.m. until about 4 p.m. I avoided opening one email yesterday. You were telling us about yeah, this. It was my editor. I told yeah. you guys about this last night. Yeah. My editor had asked me because my book is due in about three or four weeks. And he said, I need your intro, your table of contents and your first and second chapters. And um, so I sent him all of that, minus the table of contents. And he responded back and said, I've made some adjustments and some uh, and some tweaks to your intro. Read it and let me know, because he's a brand new editor for me. Uh, he's, this is the first book we've collaborated on. And he said, let me know if I need to dial back or dial up my critique and my and my coaching. And so my initial reaction, because we're all humans and we're insecure and we don't like to be critiqued, my initial reaction was, I've written 16 books. You're not going to teach me anything. I'm the pro. That was so dumb. This guy is a professional editor. He makes things better. So I had trained myself and hopefully my brain went to this muscle memory place of think of him as your football coach. Think back to high school. Your football coach taught you how to block and tackle better, how to run faster, how to be in better shape. This guy is coaching you. He'll make your book better. And so I waited all day. When I opened it last night, I was pleasantly surprised that he didn't really make that many corrections, but he did. He made a few. And when I go back and when I went back and read the introduction, it was better because he has an eye to see. We can't know what we don't know. Mm -hmm. And right. we can't see what we don't see. We need someone else to point those things out to us. That's good. I think that's the same way with like people pointing out that creativity within us too. Like encouraging us to take a step into the direction that you've kind of like had your heart set on and you're a little timid about going that direction. I think people, some people are wired to where until someone calls them out on something that they're gifted in, they won't go in that direction because they're, they need that encouragement. They need people to point those things out too. So I think it's important that we become people like that as well. That encourages that within mm -hmm. other people. So that was another side note. Yeah, but. that's something that really helped me kind of get past this idea that, hey, I'm not very creative. I'm very organizational minded and I, I want things done a certain way and at a certain time and in a certain order. Yeah. And that kind of helped me escape from that just like toxic ideology that like this is all I am and this is all I will ever be. Is someone saying like, hey, you've got you've really got an eye for that or hey, like you're pretty good at that. You should develop that more and you should mm -hmm. sharpen that. And I think that that could really turn into something. Right. That's really what happened to me um, a couple of years ago with the with a really close friend. Um, that helped me kind of take like my creative process a different way because for so long it felt like I was like hitting at a wall and hitting at a wall and like just never getting through it. Um, but just like you said earlier, sometimes you have to step away and just really allow time for inspiration and something new to come along. And then it's just almost like a door that you can easily walk through. So mm -hmm. right. um, I'd love to, I'd yeah. love to plug a book as you were saying that there's a book that I read seven or eight years ago called the, the, the war, war of art. art by Stephen Pressfield. Mm -hmm. He's not a Christian, but um, to my knowledge, he's not a Christian. But this book is phenomenal. He was the he wrote the screenplay for the movie The Legend of Vagger Vance. Bagger Vance. It was a golf movie. <laughs> 
And uh, it was, that was his big hit. But this is a book where he writes about inspiration in art and how you have to push through the boredom. You have to push through those times where you have nothing to say, nothing to paint, nothing, no, no music will come out of you. And that book was a real kick in the, in the teeth to creatives. So then fast forward, I read this book. And then a few years ago, Shari for Christmas uh, got me tickets. Please don't hate me, people. And if you judge me, may God judge you for your judgment. Shari got me tickets to go see Bon Jovi in concert. Oh, nice. Who would be and judging I, you for that? Uh, yeah. should be clapping. You know, millennials, yeah. they don't they don't respect. No, they think of Bon classic. Jovi as a country artist. But uh, it was one of the best concerts because I knew every song. 16,000 people are singing every word to every song. And John Bon Jovi at 55 years old is still, I mean, he's, he's just he's in shape. And the band was great. And they're dancing around, put a two-hour two concert on. And I thought to myself, so it did, I did a couple of things there that night that remind me of kind of creativity. I would take my phone out and I would record when they would begin a song, You Give Love a Bad Name or uh, oh, Blaze of one. Glory mm-hmm. or um, Living on a Prayer. Mm-hmm. And I would take my oh. phone out and I would record the entire song. And then when it was over, I would stop it to save it. And I would look down and the timer on every song was between three minutes and 20 seconds and three minutes and 40 seconds. Well, they know how to write hits. They write hits because there is a formula they follow that gives them a framework for creativity. Hmm. Too many creatives, in my opinion, including me, have no framework. Mm, They just got ideas, dreams. One of these days, I'm going to have my own podcast. Oh, really? How? One of these days, I'm going to write a book. How are you going to do that? And that's the question I get all the time because people know that I've written and they, they want to know, can you teach me how to write a book? And I'm like, no, I cannot. Yeah. Because until you have your own blog and you've blogged for two years, you will never write a book or unless you hire a, a ghostwriter to write it for you and pay him a ton of money. Until you have enough space in your life to take on an additional full-time job, you'll never write a 50,000-word book it, because it's there's got to be a framework to it. So Bon Jovi had figured out what all the hit makers know. Every radio hit is between three minutes and 20 seconds and three minutes and 40 seconds. So I think in the creative process, we have to find the framework that gets us to a finished product that we can release to the world and say, this is the art that God created me to create for the world. Mm. But you can never finish it until you have some kind of framework. There's got to be a start time. There's got to be a finish time. You've got to say, I'm going to sit in a chair as a writer. I'm going to sit in a chair for two hours a day. And I've written almost all my books between four and eight o'clock in the morning. So mm. that's my framework. Mm-hmm. I was up two days ago at 4 a.m. trying to get those chapters ready for my editor. So I think that's important. Figure out the framework, the how behind your art. There's mm. got to be a how. Yeah. So this is something I'm, I've always been curious, especially with you guys in particular, about is how do you, how do you maintain the energy to continue like for decades on end, being creative, continuing to make new things, new content, fresh ideas. Um, And and of course, everyone's going to go through seasons of burnout. But I mean, like you said, we can push past that. Um, But but how has it been just like this continual process of just like not only putting out more content, Mm -hmm. but getting better at it, getting sharper at it? More and more coffee. (laughs) Amen. That's part of it. (laughs) I think um, so when we are we just got back from Italy and part of Italy was just not having data and not having people inputting into me all the time, being able to sit at an outdoor restaurant for however long we wanted, 
until we left. And half the time, so when I got over there, um, I bought a watercolor set and some paper and like a book to be able to paint. And so, I mean, I didn't love carrying it around in my backpack everywhere we went, but I knew that when I sat at that table because I had space and because I wasn't like being, no, no demands were coming of me that I was going to have like this desire to like express where I was in a way that wasn't words or pictures. And so I carried this little thing around with me. I carried a, a water bottle. <laughs> I carried, you know, like the paint set. I carried a notebook. I carried all these things. And Clayton would just, uh, Clayton would often just sit there and enjoy the sun, watch the people go by and I'm painting something, either the scene I'm seeing or redoing one that I didn't like that I'd already done or whatever. And so I know that when I get away, kind of like what you were mentioning before we started recording, Chelsea, right. um, when I get away from that consumption, like always like taking things in, when I can have space to just rest, all of a sudden ideas come, pictures come, the desire to create enters me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even so that sometimes when I go on vacation, I get frustrated because I want to rest, but then I, like all the ideas come. So sometimes I actually have to take a notebook and like, write the ideas down so I don't forget them. Mm-hmm. But like when I can rest, I think we just need to schedule that rest in our life on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. We just need to do better at doing that. Yeah. yeah. I, I believe that I, I need to do a better job of doing that. Um, in order for me to have that creativity. So I think margin, the margin to rest, you know, and you asked the question to how we've been created for decades. For me, uh, this, this may sound way too simplistic. I'll explain it's exercise. Physical exercise for me is the key. And here's why, because there's all these other elements to the human life and experience that are connected. We we only live in our body. We can't live anywhere else except inside of our own body. So exercise does all these great things. It, first of all, gets your blood flowing. So it oxygenates your brain. Your creativity comes from your brain. It comes from the different sections of your brain. So if you want your brain to be stimulated, exercise is the quickest way to get oxygen into your brain and to get the neural pathways fired off with synapses. It also um, tires you out in a good way. So you sleep better at night. And when you're more well-rested, your brain, and I I hate to geek out on the science of it, your brain actually detoxes during sleep. It's the only time your brain removes toxins. And you have to hit REM sleep in order for your brain to go into detox mode. And they're proving now that Alzheimer's and memory loss is a direct result Mm -hmm. of the the bad fats that attach to your brain. And it attaches to the parts of your brain that that don't get used or that don't detox. So lack of sleep is now the number one contributor to early onset of Alzheimer's outside of drug use. So when you exercise, it makes you sleepier and more tired. So you go to bed earlier, you get a deeper level of sleep, which means that your brain is oxygenated and detoxed so that you can actually think more clearly. Also, when you exercise, your body craves water. And when your body is properly hydrated, everything is better. You're not as tired, you're not as sore, you move easier, and your brain is 80% water. Think of it as a sponge filled with water. So when your brain has enough water, your brain can function at a more efficient rate. So for me, 
exercise mm. is the is the secret sauce to staying creative. Yeah, he good. he does that, and then he'll like go exercise, come back home refreshed and just right. Chelsea, will you tell us what you were talking about before we started about yeah. the whole consumption conversation that you yeah, had that with your good. friend? I was going to try to get that in there somehow. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So we were talking a little bit before we started this podcast about how I had recently watched a video about how to spark passion back for uh, whatever it is creatively that you're trying to create. And essentially it, it was broken down into two things. So our body often gets dopamine hits from different things, whether that's like consuming media or, um, exercising and there are different forms of those hits but at the same time they they create the same sort of like drive to do that again um do whatever activity it is and so if that's watching netflix hours and hours of it that's a consumption mindset like i'm consuming this content and a lot of people think that you know you'll get a lot of inspiration from consuming endless hours of content while that can be true if you're watching like a bunch of TED Talks, if you're watching like endless seasons of Netflix, then your body is getting hits of dopamine from like, you know, whatever action movie you're seeing. And it's like almost addicted once that again. But whenever we have like this give mindset, like, and you also get a hit of dopamine from that as well, like whether that's hiking or exercising on a treadmill, that's not really my preferred way. <laughs> but I love like seeing things, get inspired by things. Shari just talked about that a few minutes ago, how she has to like separate herself from like the world, what it, what all it's saying and everything. So just realizing that your body reacts to whatever you take in is so important because that Mm. can spark creativity. And um, with what you were saying with exercise, Clayton, I think a lot of people need to hear it's not about the transformation so much physically, Mm -hmm. like about our bodies and more so what it does to us in the long run, how it keeps up the longevity of our work and being motivated to put effort into our marriages and our friendships. And I think that a lot of people, you know, they get tripped up and the, the status of their abs or like how, right. how buff they are. But in reality, I had like no desire to work out for like the longest time. I feel like it was like a year until I started like intensely working out. Um, and I did like beach body. That's what I've been doing lately. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. like a bunch of online videos and it motivates me to like put more effort into everything else in my life, mm-hmm. like cooking meals mm-hmm. and caring about what other things I put into my body. And so I think, whoever's listening right now just needs to hear that like it's so much more important what like the things that you do the things that you put effort into than like the chiseledness of your arms and Mm -hmm. the abs that you have because those things are going to fleet with age anyway it's holistic health (laughs) right and i think that's what we miss sometimes so the people we just put people in categories oh yeah they are exercise guru and they are creative guru and they are mm-hmm. brainiac you know what i'm saying and and but we're not just one thing and i think that branding sometimes makes us channel ourselves into one certain aspect right. of life i actually want to be a holistic person that enjoys many things although i don't really think that i'm going to love wrestling as much as clayton <laughs> however um like a good john mayer concert just having fun and appreciating all of the artists mm-hmm. um on the stage we went and saw an Amos Lee concert and every song that he did, I knew, but because he had such great musicians, they would go on some tangent 
that sounded completely different, but also very same. It had the heart of the song there, Mm -hmm. but the notes being played were different in that evening because they could just do it because they knew their art so well and they would change a song, but it's the same song and you know it. And I appreciated the fact that like, that was creative in and of itself. I was going to a concert, I was listening to songs I love, but they changed them just so slightly to give me a new appreciation for that song that I had heard a million times on my, you know, phone or whatever, you know? So I think that that's what it means is like, you're just, you have the space to like take something common or something you've done every day and just shift it ever so slightly. Even our messages this week. So I had a staff come up to me the other day and they said, they have to hear the messages like six times. You're in the talking summer. in the context of Crossroads in, summer in camp. In our summer camp. I'm sorry. I forgot. We just did a podcast with someone. We <laughs> prefaced it with the fact that we're doing summer camp right now. So anyway, Nick, you worked summer camp staff with us. And you had to hear the same messages pretty much mm-hmm. for five weeks in a row. Yep. So you can appreciate the fact that one of our staff came up to me. We're the third week of camp. And they said, even though I know your message... And even though I've heard it already twice, I feel like every time, even last night, the third time, there's something different about it and it's hitting me in a different way. Yeah. And so I believe that's the Holy Spirit overall, but also we are honing that message to make it better and they can tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and just from working summer camp for two different summers with you guys, like I, I've heard the same sermon several times from both of you numerous times but it's never been exactly the same and it can't be humans cannot Mm -hmm. replicate something of that of that length Mm -hmm. to that extreme like minute detail of every single word in every single place at every single minute it just can't be done so there is a new appreciation for every single time that a message or a piece of art or anything is conveyed in a new way or a new time um, because it is always a little bit better and that's something that actually um, both of you guys when I think about it um, gave me advice on because I'm a preacher as well. I'm, I'm relatively young in what I do and new. However, I got in the cycle of thinking that every sermon that I made, I had to create a new one just to get in the habit of making something new all the time. But what I what I came to realize is that I'm making decent sermons every single time. But if I can lock down a message that I want to convey and then perfect it or get as close to perfection mm-hmm. as I can because I am a Enneagram mm-hmm. one. So that kind of bothers me when it's not. But if I can get it nailed down as close as I want it or to where I think that it's like spot on, then now I have a framework going back to what you were saying earlier. Now I see what works and now I see what is good and what works well for me. So now I can replicate this over right. and over again. Great artists always improvise within the frame. Mm-hmm. So when we went to see the, the John Mayer concert, for instance, uh, a couple of years ago in Atlanta, uh, when John Mayer and the John Mayer Trio were playing, and I think he, I think John Mayer is is the greatest musical virtuoso alive today. Come on, uh, he's so good. And what he did, when he has guys up there, they're playing a song. If they're playing slow dancing in a burning room or mm, whatever their song is that they're doing, Gravity. They will improvise within the framework of that song. Gravity is still in the key of E, or that maybe they play it in A. I don't know. They can improvise within that framework. They don't step outside the framework of that song until they go to the next song. But within that song, they are so good at what they do, they can improvise. And so my goal, and I think the goal of a creative should be, I want to be so good at what I do that it's almost like second nature. It's almost like breathing to me. 
I want to be able to improvise within what I do, but I'm not going to try to do something I'm not good at. And Mm -hmm. now, unless you get to that point where you really want to learn a new language or you know, take uh, take a painting class or whatever. There are ways that you can stretch your brain by getting outside of your framework, but within the current framework that you feel comfortable with, being able to improvise and take some risks, and then when you feel one of those risks pay off, that's the dopamine uh, that right. you yeah. get. That's that yeah. feeling of, wow, that worked. Yeah. Um, and the Holy Spirit, I think, is a, such a great source of creativity. So you can have a message planned. Mm-hmm. And you've done it before, and all of a sudden, in the middle, of the Holy Spirit's like, "Hey, I want you to go here." Right. And you're like, "Wait, uh, I thought the next point was this, or I thought my illustration was this." And He's like, "Nope, there's some people out there who need to hear this." Mm-hmm. And so, it's scary, but if you can follow Him there, I really have seen so many times afterwards, people come up to me and say, "Man, that story that you said, dot dot dot." It really changed my life. Well, I hadn't planned to share that. The Holy Spirit gave it to you. Yes. And that, that so if you become good enough at your art, you can know like where you're going. But then the Holy Spirit has room because you're not stressed and you're familiar with what you're doing. The whole you can hear the Holy Spirit easier because you've you've prepared. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? And so yeah. you can you can pause you and give room for him. And I think that that maybe one final thought. I've thought this two or three times during our conversation. God is a creator. Mm-hmm. It's his nature to create. So when God says in Genesis, Father, Son, and Spirit, let us make man in our own image. What does it mean to be image bearers of God? It means that we are creative. God is creative. Yeah. And so God made us in his image. So we as his daughters and sons have to create. If you're a mathematician, you create great symmetry by taking what you know and applying it as, a, as an accountant. If you uh, are an auto mechanic and you work at the Ford dealership, you can take apart a fuel injection system and fix it and get somebody back out on the road. That is creative. Mm-hmm. Everybody has that creative imprint, that thumbprint of God on their soul. So, so I, I want to always remember that every person I encounter, C.S. Lewis said, none of us have ever met a mere mortal. Mm-hmm. Everybody has an eternal soul. Everybody has the image of God imprinted on them. So everybody has the ability to create. Mm-hmm. We just have to figure out what that is. And sometimes it just means looking at what we're already doing and going, that's my art. Mm-hmm. That's my creativity. Taking apart an engine, teaching a science class at a middle school, coaching a girl's soccer team. All of those things, that is the spark of the divine inside of you that has to get out to make the world a better place for the flourishing of the human race. That's how God pushes his creativity through the world, through the people that he's made in his own image. What were you going to say a second ago, Nick? I saw you like, open your mouth then. No worries. No worries. (laughs) I was going to say, as you were talking about the Holy Spirit gives, um, gives inspiration, maybe in the middle of something that you've already planned, but you've, you've prepared so well that you know your content mm-hmm. you know what you have planned and maybe what the holy spirit's given you in that preparation to say but maybe in the moment you're given something new that very same thing happened to me uh last week as i was giving a message mm-hmm. and it was just the coolest thing uh to see like just me shut my mouth and and just let god do his thing mm-hmm. um so i was gonna say like that i think that's so spot on and such wisdom um and then I also love what you just said just now, because I think a lot of us who do 
repetitive jobs. Like for me, for years, that was like manual labor and laying floors and then also farm work. And so it just felt like the same thing, like day in and day out. But the, but kind of what you just said um, helped me realize is that not everyone can do that. Like right. That's a specific gift that God has given you, the ability to do that. Um, so that was really freeing, like for me, even just now, just thinking of that, um, back to my childhood and back to even just a couple of years ago. So, um, I just had one more question for you guys. It's been killing me the whole time. Um, and I just want to hear your perspective on it and even your perspective, Chelsea, cause I don't know if I've ever asked you this, but how often do you guys just like rest and let your imagination just like go just like go where it may so maybe that's a new vision for ministry maybe Mm -hmm. that's a new art maybe it's a new concept of video or a message or anything but how often do you just like sit sit in in solitude and just like let your mind just go i don't know what i don't know if i can tell you how often but Mm -hmm. i have watched justin brock our executive director he implemented this really neat thing within our ministry Um, a few years ago where we have wow meetings and we have how meetings. So the wow meetings are when everybody is allowed to say their ideas without someone else saying, well, that won't work because. Mm -hmm. So it's just, let's dream. Mm -hmm. Let's just say all the crazy things that we've been thinking, put them all up on a board and we'll come back and revisit it. But there's no criticism in that time. So it allows that flow to be free I, the practical person, have a really hard time like keeping my my mouth shut in those. So I have to like, we're in wow, we're in wow right now. We're not in the how. Um, and then we go back and we decide like what is in line with our ministry, what's in line with our vision, what would be chasing things that aren't in line with who we are, and um, and so we have to, you know, go through that. And then budget wise, what can we do? So all of those things. But I think maybe a person could establish like times of wow in their life like sit down and just say god i want to have a wow meeting with you um what i've always dreamed of doing what do you what have you dreamed of me doing like are Mm -hmm. those within my life can i should i pursue any of these one things let me pray about those things and so i i think you could do that i think you could have wow and how you know meetings with god (laughs) that's so helpful i never do that seriously i never i never sit around and just dream uh, I w- I'm not trying to be facetious or He's sarcastic. Just that he I, just does stuff. I'm, yeah, usually. I'm very different. My my issue is always I'm will all, it work? That's, I'm always yeah. getting these ideas because I'm an entrepreneur. Whether it's a book or a way to sell a book, whether it's an idea for camp theme or a new event we're going to do, it always happens to me. And mm-hmm. I could pull up my my reminders app on my phone right now and show y'all just from the last couple of weeks, how many ideas I've gotten. So, But I think I naturally edit out the ones that it's not time for and, and, and really focus in because I am, I'm, such a, I'm such a worker by nature. You and I grew up very similar, Nick. And I think growing up on the farm has helped me um, be very focused on the things that need to get done now. So that's that's my answer to your question. I probably need to have more time. But if I'm in the woods, if I'm deer hunting and I'm sitting in a deer stand, yeah. or that that's when the margin will come for me to flesh out some of those or if we're on vacation. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't ever just sit around and dream. Uh, I dream all the time. And sometimes Clayton Clayton's had to learn how to not shut my dreams off right away. I just need to let her talk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all that stuff comes to me. 
I can kind of relate somewhere in the middle of you guys. Like sometimes I will have like times where I just want to kind of turn on those thoughts. And then other times, um, yeah, well, not really. I'm like right there in the middle. I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not necessarily as hardcore as you as to like things just come to me all the time, but I'm also not the person that just kind of like sits in solitude or like sits on the beach and thinks of like new concepts and ideas. Mm-hmm. They kind of come to me as I'm driving mm-hmm. down the road or as I'm like about to go to sleep or something, which is the worst because mm-hmm. I can never remember them. So mm-hmm. I have I to like look at my too. phone and yeah. write them in my notes <laughs> or something. So, um, so yeah, that's just kind of cool. I just wanted kind of your input on that. Yeah. So Chelsea? I think that's a, that's a <laughs> great note to end on after I, I finish up here. I, I think that we have like a full Yes. perspective of opinions mm-hmm. I, I love sitting by a pool and just writing ideas and like I have to like force myself to write them too otherwise I'm not going to remember them mm-hmm. like it's just a bunch of like my mind can go like Clayton's like there's always ideas there's always things I could try but then fleshing them out is like writing them down and and seeing if that mm-hmm. is actually doable and if I'm like in line with that if it's like my forte or within that like framework we were talking mm. about so yeah we would love to hear what you guys uh like how you guys generate ideas and what your creative level is and what you like to do for a living or what you're passionate about in um, the comments on our instagrams or mm. in the review section below where you guys can leave a comment but we loved having this conversation with you guys yeah. i think it yeah. was like definitely Something that a lot of people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. I think creative mindset is something that can be exercised and grown mm-hmm. just like muscle. And so I loved that we got to have so many perspectives yeah. today. Thank you guys so much yeah. for taking the time. Thank you all really for being means, here. It means a lot. Yep. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Remember, the only way that you can change tomorrow is to take a step today. We love you guys and we will see you in the next episode. We're thankful that you chose to listen to Overcoming Monday, a production of Clayton King Ministries. This podcast happens because of you, and there are three ways that you can help us reach even more people. One, be sure to share us with your friends and follow Shari on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ShariKing99. The second way is that you can also make a tax-deductible donation to Clayton King Ministries, a 501c3 nonprofit at claytonking.com slash give. And third, of course, subscribe to our podcast. Get on your favorite podcast platform and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And for more encouragement to move you forward in your faith, check out Shari's amazing blog at shariking.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope that we've given you something to help overcome this Monday.